Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome, one and all, to our virtual campfire. Right. You can tell this week that we don't have a campfire because you can see us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who uh, are new to our podcast, first of all, welcome. Chances are you're getting us on something like iTunes or wherever you get audio podcasts. But we're doing something different this week. We are also recording a video. And like everybody else confined to their homes, we have been using the heck out of Zoom. <laughs> and this week is like a super deluxe episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast and YouTube video. That's right. We have been seeing all the trends coming on the news feed that we get about how the RV industry is just exploding and a lot of people are first-time RVers. They're brand new to this. They've never been RVing before, but because they don't want to go on cruises or they don't want to go and fly, they've decided that RVing is the way to go. And who could fault them? It is the way to go. Right? RVing is the best way to vacation, in my opinion. However, being new, there's things about RVing that are definitely different than cruises or flying or any other type of vacation including like anything stuff that's unique to this experience and so what we thought is we would get some of the best people in the rv industry and interview them for this podcast so we have got one heck of a collection of industry experts to share their tips for first-time RVers. A humdinger of an episode, oh, as Tony humdinger. wanted to Darn say. Darn it, I was going to say that. <laughs> I didn't want you to forget and not have it in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, yeah, a humdinger, <laughs> that's humdinger. for sure. Hey, you young people. <laughs> Before we get into that, I discovered on my social media feeds, there was a paid ad for a thing called a palm press. And a palm press is a little coffee maker. And I got one and I shot a video about this thing. For boondocking, this thing is really slick. You can go over to our YouTube channel or, of course, I twisted their arm and got a discount for you on the Palm Press. On that discount page, which is on our discounts and deals page, there is a $5 discount when you order a Palm Press. But there's also a video there, so you can see my review of it. Pretty handy little gadget. It's all stainless steel inside on the coffee brewing surface. So there's definite advantages over the AeroPress, but disadvantages. And so check out our video. One other thing... Speaking of twisting arms and getting deals, we got a better deal for you from Lion Energy. Lion Energy has lithium power for your RV, but they also have portable power as well. Let's say you are using a medical device like a CPAP at night. They have a device that will let you plug into that with 110 power and run that all night long. And we've got a 15% discount on all Lion Energy products on our discounts and deals page. Terrific. 
Yeah, of course, if you're looking to upgrade to lithium power for your trailer, Lion Energy's got these great batteries, a great source of lithium power, and uh, doesn't hurt to get 15% off, does right. it? <laughs> and of course, lithium lets you go longer if you're a boondocker. You can be out there. They charge faster. They last longer. They're much lighter. Another advantage, you can put them actually in the body of your RV. Because they don't make that off-gassing. Right, there's no off-gassing. There's no acid that'll spill. You can put them sideways. You can put them upside down. You can put them in traditional mode because there's no liquid inside. They're light and compact. Other than they are more expensive, you know, you get what you pay for. They're more expensive, but you buy it now and then you don't buy it again for a really right. long time. Whereas regular batteries, you're going to buy every few years. Yeah, lead acid batteries tend to last a couple years, three maybe if you're lucky. Lion Energy batteries have a lifetime limited warranty for the life of the battery. Not bad. So go check out the Lion Energy line of lithium batteries. They've got RV batteries. They've got portable power devices, all kinds of cool stuff. And solar too. Lion Energy, we got a great deal for you on our discounts and deals page. Sounds good to me. Well, we have some fantastic peeps with fantastic we tips. Do. Most of these were recorded as video, but there's a few tips that were messaged to us. And we've got some of our own for first timers. A lot of our podcast episodes are tips for first-time RVers or new people, but we've also got some for people who really have been out there a while. I'm kind of out there. <laughs> oh, for a while. For a while. <laughs> but seriously, folks, surely you jest. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> I'm just going to get that shirt made. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> Pretty sure that's my catchphrase. <laughs> We need one of those bomb drop sounds. So as, as I go down the rabbit hole of <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> ew, boom. Anyway, we have some great advice, but some of it was written in. So we're going to go ahead and play the videos or audio of the various people who we've interviewed and come back with some advice from some other experienced campers. So without any further ado... Roll the tape! We have John DiPietro here with us from the New England RV Dealers Association, who is a columnist and RV industry expert, and he's got a great tip for uh, someone looking for an RV. Welcome. Welcome, John. Thank you. Thank you so much in our transcontinental broadcast. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so the tip, you want to talk about a tip. Well, you're talking about for people that are looking to buy their first RV? Yeah, we, I think there's a lot of people who are looking to get into this world. And yeah. so no one really can walk into the RV industry, as you guys know, without a little bit of knowledge about it and a learning curve. I'm sure that you'd agree with that on the learning curve. Oh, right? absolutely. Sure. The biggest question you need to ask yourself is motorized versus towable. Now, motorized is the kind that, whether it's a class A, B, or C, is the kind that you drive it and you can relax in the back and drink wine and watch <laughs> watch movies, read newspapers or uh, that type of thing. The towable is the kind that you need a truck or an SUV or if it's small enough, a car to pull. But that doesn't give you the capability to sit in the back while you're getting from point A to point B, which is your destination. So there's pros and cons to both. Personally, I'm a, a motorized guy. We've never had a truck 
or a big vehicle that uh, we'd be able to use for towing. And when we travel with the grandkids, my wife and the grandkids are in back playing games. They're all strapped in their seatbelts and car seats. We kind of while the time away until we get to our destination. But sometimes we have no destination at all. We just go into the RV and uh, we say, do you want to go north, south, east, or west? Nice. And sometimes we flip the coin. And that is really what I consider the beauty of our RVing. Yeah, just getting in and going. It, it's out there calling your name in the driveway or wherever you keep it. And exactly. it's out there saying, come on, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, <laughs> let's, go let's go, let's really go. Yeah. <laughs> so any tips for helping people decide which to go with? I guess if you have your own truck, that makes the decision slightly easier because you've already got that. It makes it a lot easier. Another difference in those two methodologies of RVing is if you have the drivable RV, like we have, when you get to your destination, depending upon what you're doing, many times you need to rely on something else for transportation, whether it be a shuttle bus from the campground or a lot of people tow their own car. I don't like to do that because our unit's 24 feet and we could, we could unhook if need be to, uh, you know, go to a local attraction. The other thing is when you have a travel trailer, once you unhook, then you've got a vehicle in the form of your SUV or truck to take you around to the local attractions. So you can see that you got to balance the two. The other thing is, are you a couple by yourselves without kids? Do you have kids? Do you have grandkids? Are you traveling alone? Those are all considerations that need to be taken into account when you're right seriously looking at buying yeah absolutely and one of the things i've suggested to people who have motorized rvs is maybe not have a towed at all a towed vehicle and maybe use uber or lyft or a lot of the ride sharing services or even the rental car companies that'll come and pick you up so that can be an alternative on many occasions we have uh, gotten to a point where we've just called enterprise number one they'll pick you up and number two they had that 9.99 a day special that varies it's not nationwide but sometimes you can get a deal on a um, friday saturday sunday for not a lot of money, which makes it worth doing that and not making it worth towing a vehicle. Just the time alone, let alone those conveniences. So before you do anything else, but looking at colors and floor plans and all that other stuff, you got to figure out towable or motorized. That's in my opinion, that is decision number one. And then if you go towables, then you got to say, do you want fifth wheel? Do you want travel trailer? Do you want a, um, a truck camper is another option. There's so many options there. Do you want it to have two slides, one slide, no slide? <laughs> are you going to transport it to a different location each week? Or are you going to take it in March or April and plop it on one campground for the whole summer? Yeah. Those are other considerations right. that you need to uh, yeah. take into account. You know. Seasonals, which we don't get as much of here on the West Coast, but I know that's a big reality in the Midwest, for example. Right. Yeah, and in the East Coast as well. So again, decisions, decisions, decisions. It's not something that you can start looking, you know, say, okay, let's go look for an RV this weekend and then come home with one. No. I think that's pretty rare. (laughs) If you do, I don't care how much money you have. If you do, you will probably regret it because you'll be buying not necessarily the wrong thing, but maybe not the best thing for for you you and your family. Yeah. Yeah. John and Kathy Huggins, who did a podcast for years, one of the things they said was, buy your third RV first. Right. That's interesting. I've I've interviewed them many times, and they're great people. Buy your third RV first. That's probably right. 
I'm sure it is because they've got uh, 69,000 people on their <laughs> Facebook page. So they're doing something yeah. right. right. Yeah. That's great, John. Thank you very much for your time today. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, if we want to uh, invite your viewers, listeners, I don't know whether you'll turn it into a podcast or a video or, or just what, but join us every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern for RVing in New England on Facebook. The Facebook page, New England RV Dealers Association. Great. Seven o'clock Wednesday nights. And you know what? You might learn something because I learned something from the audience. Not necessarily that I do all the research and tell everybody all the right stuff. I learn it from our guests in the audience as well as our guests that are on the show. So yeah, it's, a, it's a terrific live video every week. And it's uh, it. You guys are both fun to watch and very informative. It's it's a good it's a good show. We don't rehearse. That's probably the best part. <laughs> Neither do we. That's the best way. See to your pants. <laughs> and now we're going to do this for three minutes, and then we're going to do this for three minutes. In the meantime, the audience is going. Because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, and you know, in your own case, where you're starting out with your RV journey, have fun, be spontaneous. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen, so you might yeah. as well just get used to things being in a little bit of chaos and have fun with it yeah, or organized chaos make your plans <laughs> in jello that's another john and kathyism set your plans in jello great all right thank you Thanks, again john. we sure appreciate your coming on with us thank you so much guys uh, have a great day you, you too. too and happy camping <laughs> Our next guest on the podcast, I'm going to just let them introduce themselves. Hello, happy campers. I'm John. And I'm Kathy. And we're We're living living the RV RV dream. dream. (laughs) Well, we used to anyhow. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And I'll tell you, I'd really like to be out there again. I I would too. Yeah. It'd be great if our paths could cross on the road. Right. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know John and Kathy, or Kathy and John, I did get the memo, (laughs) they for years did Living the RV Dream podcast, and it was a terrific source of information and entertainment. I really enjoyed it, and it kind of helped us decide to do this podcast. And so it's always an honor to talk with Kathy and John, (laughs) and here they are. And so they've got a great tip before you go out on your first adventure in your new RV? Well, if you're going to be full-timing, slow down and take your time. There's no rush. You're not on vacation. It's a lifestyle. So if you decide to go to Denver, plan to spend at least a month or two in that area. Slow down, take time off, go watch kids in a baseball group somewhere. We spent our first year, we called it express touring. Yeah. We tried to go as many places as fast as we could. We spent money like crazy, and a lot of it we don't remember, except the pictures were dated, so that helps. (laughs) But you have to slow down and see stuff. That's what you're there for. Go to a national park, and don't just speed through it. Spend a couple of days in a park nearby. Go in early in the morning when the animals are feeding, or late in the evening just before dark these are the that's also the best photography that sounds good so it's great to just kind of kick back and relax one of the takeaways that i have and there are many from your podcast is (laughs) as opposed to making your plans so hard and fast i think more often than not you would say our plans are formed in jello yeah (laughs) unfortunately that's probably not quite as easy to do nowadays as it used to be Campgrounds fill up very, very fast now. Especially on weekends. Yeah. Yeah. 
we would drive along and at noon we'd look in the book and say, oh, we'll be about here. Here's three or four campgrounds. I'll call one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. No problem. Make a reservation then. Very hard to do that now. It's not as easy, but now there's things like Boondockers Welcome and Harvest Host. So there are more options yeah. too, I think. Oh, yeah. A lot more. A lot more. Absolute. A wonderful way to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful campgrounds, uh, places to park. Well, they're not campgrounds. They're just businesses where you can camp. The boondockers welcome is somebody's property usually. Yeah. In fact, we have a site on our property here. That's right. Awesome. Really? That's fantastic. Well, what we used to do when we first started out is we decided to go one place that we were going to make sure we got to that year. Like our first year, we went to Mount Rushmore. And then I wrote to Rapid City Chamber of Commerce and got all kinds of information about the area. So we spent... I think three months around that area and we still didn't see all of it. Wow. Three summers. Yeah. We were work camping, but we got to go to every attraction in the Black Hills, most of it free because of the work camp deal we had. I remember those episodes. That was Heart Ranch, a wonderful place. It's a private club, but uh, work campers are certain they used to be welcome. I don't know what their deal is now. But it was a great place. You had mentioned the Chamber of Commerce. Even now, I think that's always a good place. If you're going somewhere, contact the Visitors Bureau or Chamber of Commerce. They often have a lot of great information. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't remember where we were. Oh, we were here in Florida, up near Jacksonville. Anyway, so we got the, <laughs> their Chamber of Commerce. Sorry. I'm not getting old. I'm just full of information. We stopped up there and we had more fun with these ladies. And I oh, asked yeah. them to if they could recommend a place to eat. And they said, oh, nobody knows about this. We don't tell everybody. You look like <laughs> nice folks. Got to go down here to this cafe and order the blah, 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 whatever it was. It was fantastic. Oh. It was fantastic. And if you're friendly with these folks, they just have a yeah. ball with you. Going actually into the chamber during working hours, we've done it in many towns. Yeah. They'll take a map out and they'll mark it up for you. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Especially if you like to hike or you like to bike or you like to visit museums, you stop in there and they can give you the directions and the hours of operation. And a lot of times, if it's like a museum, they'll give you a free ticket for one day. The chambers are great. Oh, yeah. Well, that is some great advice. And and I think for anybody who's a longtime fan of yours, as we are, uh, how are you guys doing? We're doing very well. Great. Very, very well. Yeah, you look terrific. We would like to go RVing again, but I don't think we can handle it yet. Well, we still have logistical issues with Kathy's meds and things like that. Yeah. But uh, she's doing great. We get out as, as often as we can There's up until two see. months ago. There's a lot to see here in Florida. <laughs> There's a million things to see in Florida. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, we take a weekend and we'll go off. But we stay at a hotel now instead of in a campground. Yeah. Yep. I'd rather be in my own camp. I would yeah. too. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know who, where the sheets came from. You know who cleaned the bathroom yep. last. <laughs> We're about yeah. parking and all that stuff. It's all done. John and Kathy have a book and all of their podcasts available. How do we get hold of those and tell us a little more about the book and podcasts? Well, the, the book, the main book is So You Want to Be an RVer. It's available on Amazon and other platforms, primarily on Amazon. In print form, it's $19.95. Ebook is $9.95. We have a companion book called So You Want to Be a Work Camper, which is cheaper. Yeah, I can't even remember the price on that one. The book takes you from the beginning of how to choose an RV to your first year of traveling. And we give you all kinds of tips about 
choose some place to go and really visit it. And we talk about the workings of your RV, how your electricity works, plugging into auxiliary electricity and plumbing and just kind of some basic good information that will help you get started on the right foot for your RV. Excellent. So especially with this episode of the podcast, of our podcast, it's a great companion book. And it's not a little thing. No. (laughs) This is 8 by 10. And it's uh, 360, 50-some chapters. We tried to cover as much as we possibly could in this book. That's excellent. And it's become a Bible to a lot of people. I get a lot of great comments on it when they buy it. There's also a thumb drive of all of your podcast episodes, right? Yeah, for, over 400. I think there were 408 podcasts. Plus, there were 17 of our very first Living the RV Dream shows that were on live radio. That's how we got started. And that's all on the flash drive. We sell it for 100 bucks. It's available if you email us at livingthervdream at yahoo.com. And we'll put that in the show notes, too, and on the webpage. And I have to say, as you know, I have listened to all of those episodes. In fact, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) I did that before we started this podcast because it was really a well-done podcast. The topics were great. It was entertaining. The audio quality was good. It was really a high watermark to hit. That was our goal. My goal is to make the very best audio I could so people could understand us. Well, we just really want people to, who are RVing to enjoy RVing. There's a lot of people going out there and they have no idea what to do and how to do it and where they're going. And it becomes a disaster to them. And we don't want that to happen because RVing is a great way to live. And it's a great opportunity to meet people and see this, this wonderful nation that we live in. I mean, it's just the best. That's the best summary I could imagine of this whole thing. Well, Kathy and John, thank Thank you. you Thank you. It's such a pleasure to see you. It's good to see you guys again. Yeah, Yeah, you you as well. And and hopefully we'll make it out to Florida. You never know. We might get to California. (laughs) (laughs) You never know about us. Well, you're always welcome here. That's for sure. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you again. Thank you Have again. a great evening. All right. You too. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. We are here with the world-famous Janine Pettit, a wonderful friend of ours who is the founder and inspiration behind Girl Camper, which is a website, a podcast, an entire movement that really shows women how great this whole RV experience can be. So Janine, it's a pleasure to see you again. So great to see you. It's always great seeing two of my favorite people. I can't wait till I see you in person again. Absolutely. Let's meet up back in Arizona again, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's on my calendar. It's a done deal. Excellent. <laughs> so you had a tip for our listeners for making their first experience or being a stress-less one. Do you want to tell us about it? Well, you know, Peggy, I thought about what you asked me and I thought, you know, so many of the Girl Camper followers are wannabes and they don't even know. So I'm going to back it up even further to how to get started, but a tip for how to get started in this all together. And the first thing I would tell people is listen to people like you and Tony. You guys put out great information. So listen to your podcast, read your website, because there's all kinds of information there that you're going to take in and start to get a feel for what kind of camper you want to be. So once you know that, you have a decision to make. Am I going to be a tent camper, a travel trailer camper, a motorhome camper? Make that decision. And once you do, 
go to a campground, rent that cabin, or rent that RV from Outdoorsy or RV Sheriff or, or someone like that. So once you've made that decision about what kind of trailer or motorhome you want, go ahead and rent it first and experience it without having to put down that money because there might be something about it that you don't love and you're going to save yourself a lot of heartache and loss of those initial dollars if you do that first. Once you're all set up, I would say to you, don't start your first trip as a cross-country three-month-long <laughs> road trip. <laughs> okay? So slow and steady always wins the race. Do a couple of shakedown uh, campouts close to home. Maybe find a mentor or a friend of yours who camps too and get them to come along with you. Get your feet wet slowly and then get going and enjoy the RV life. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That's great advice. We love it. Thank you very much. Great advice. My pleasure. And thank you guys for all this great content you put out there all the time. I'm always thrilled when your posts come in. And Peggy, thank you for that beautiful post you just gave us at girlcamper.com. Oh, on the gosh. Five. I Five had generations of camping women in your family. I had an idea of writing that as one post and I was writing and writing and writing. And I'm like, this is too much for one. Every woman in my family has their own story to tell. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it. The fun thing is they have been commenting on the article. So Peggy, for those who don't know, is also a contributor to Girl Camper in the wisdom section and her nieces have been contributing to the article and now more content is even coming in from them so i'm getting excitement from the generation below me and every time someone comments what a great story it was i tell them well good now call and tell me yours <laughs> i love it i i love it and you i was pea green over your pictures your pictures just <laughs> right right to my heart because i think you and i grew up in a similar generation of i think i have about 10 or 15 years on you but the pictures just made my heart sing and there is not a single picture that exists from my camping days my parents were not picture takers there isn't a single one and you had so oh many my gosh. It was so fun to look at and those were just those were just the highlights out of three albums that my grandmother had shipped to me. When I called and asked her for stories, she said, I'm going to send you all my albums. I said, okay. <laughs> well, I, I hope everyone will go over and read your column at girlcamper.com, Peggy, because you put out great, fun stuff. But I always love a nostalgic story, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank Janine. you for being with us, Janine. Always, Barthels. Take care out there. We'll happy talk to you soon. You too, and happy camping. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. One of our favorite shun pikers, Marianne Edwards from Boondockers Welcome. And of course, we talk about Boondockers Welcome a lot a on lot. this show. <laughs> Especially uh, lately. <laughs> yeah. And so without any further ado, Marianne, thank you again for joining us and welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great. We've been talking about tips from experts and you certainly qualify as an expert what with having started boondockers welcome and doing so much traveling what advice would you have for a first-time RVer I'd like them to realize and remember that their RV is built to be self-sufficient although RVs have the option to plug in to hookups electric water sewer they're also built to be completely self-sufficient for at least a day or two or three at a time if you know how to do it. And you don't have to spend all this money up front for solar or even have a generator to test it out. 
doing so, even if you're reluctant, doing so will open so many doors to you. It'll give you a lot more freedom, a lot more choices of where to camp, often for free. So it'll save you money and just open up a whole new world. So even though you might start out plugging in and just getting used to your RV at the beginning, don't wait to try that. Do it in your own driveway first if you need to, on a friend's property, or even just try dry camping. That's camping in a campground without using any of the hookups. It just opens up a whole new world to you. That's fantastic advice because I perceive that campgrounds are going to be very, very full. And yet there are so many beautiful places. In fact, you may argue there are more beautiful places not in campgrounds. For example, there's a camp space on the beach that we enjoy very, very much, and that's no hookups at all. And of course, Boondockers welcome sites are generally no hookups, so there's so much opportunity, and you're right. All RVs are built for that, so take advantage of what you bought. That's right. You've paid for that deep cycle battery, those, those holding tanks. We've camped for years without a generator, and I've done a lot of boondocking. We just added our first solar panel two years ago, so until then, we, you know, we were always content to just drive on and move on again every few days, but that allows us just to stay a little bit longer. Almost any rig you could buy will be set up that allow you to camp without facilities for a day or two or three, depending on what you're really drawing on your battery. It's usually the battery that's and the amount of water you use. Yeah. And there's many resources to help you figure it out on, on YouTube, lots of videos on uh, if you do. And, and once you try it, if you like it, then maybe you do want to add solar and, and spend a bit of money. Have a generator if you don't already have one in your rig. But there's also websites that help you find the -the out-of-the-way places that it's legal and free to park. One that we've used quite a bit is called iOverlander.com. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Yeah, look it up. iOverlander. They're all over the world. It's all crowdsourced and they're all over the world. Now, definitely you're going to be limited to where you can actually boondock based on the size of your RV too. So keep that in mind when you're purchasing an RV. Yeah, one of the things if you're buying something new, from my perspective, our perspective, we like smaller rigs just because it gives you more options. But some people want rigs that have fireplaces and islands and, and whatnot. I mean, there's no wrong answer, of course, but the shorter... RVs do give you a few more options in terms of place. Right, but the bigger ones usually have bigger tanks. They do, exactly. They have that advantage of being able to last a little longer in terms of water and and storage. That's right. And they have more roof space for more solar panels if you yep. do decide to yep. go that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they definitely are, have the advantage that way. We have a friend who just bought a toy hauler with a 120 gallon freshwater tank. It's huge. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she could stay boondocking for quite a while. Yeah. She won't run out of water. Different than us yeah. with a 38 gallon tank. Anyway, my tip is basically try it out, you know, because it'll open doors. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And boy, we sure appreciate having you here again with us. And yes, thank you so much. We use Boondockers Welcome. We really like it. Tell everybody about it. So thank you for what you've done for the industry and for your time today. You're very welcome. My pleasure. All right. We'll hope to talk to you soon. And until then, all the best. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. We have the privilege and honor of having Mark Kep back from Campground Views, which is an absolutely fantastic website where you can see the campgrounds that you want to visit before you get there. And Mark himself has been to over 5,000 
thousand campgrounds across the United States. Mark, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, we're enjoying it. And, you know, anything we can do to help people get out camping and, as you call it, stressless camping is, is an important topic right now because we've got so many people who are all of a sudden discovering that RV is pretty cool and it's a nice way to travel this country with your own stuff. Yeah. In your own controlled environment with your own sheets and and all of that and you can if you don't like what's out the front door get in and go and and move it yeah everybody's seeing it as as the uh, alternative to the cruise or the flight to europe or or a flight to anywhere really right Right. so it's like you know i feel safer in my own space so i don't want to drive a car across the country so why not get an rv and so we are seeing this massive influx of new rvers all of a sudden in the industry for the folks coming in the industry you are the bright light for the industry. We really want to serve you well and make sure that your experience is as good as possible. Having visited 5,000 campgrounds and in such a position that you're in of seeing all this, I'm sure you have some great tips for prospective RVers, our newbies, as it were. The biggest thing is you are going into a new uh, a new paradigm. It's not like hotels. So you know with the hotel, you can go online, you can book it, you can book your flights, you can book your rental cars. It's a little bit different with your campers. Now, there are some businesses this is all the KOAs, right? You can do online reservations. But when you look at the whole scheme of RV parks and campgrounds, some you can book online, some you still can't. So you, it requires a little bit more effort on your part to find the perfect campground for you. That's an understatement. And there are all manner of RV parks. As you mentioned, the KOAs, which is a fairly consistent, really positive experience, but usually with a lot of amenities, especially if you have a family. But then there's a lot of mom and pop owned campgrounds who still have the big book and a pencil and a telephone. <laughs> there are. So we track at Campground Views, we track 16,000 places where you can camp overnight in the United States. About half of them are public parks, half of them are private parks. And what does that mean? So a public park would be something owned by the federal government, owned by the state, owned by the county, owned by the city, and run for your benefit. And then private parks are folks who are running it for a profit. You know, they own the land and and are renting out spaces. Both of those experiences become uniquely different. Usually on the public parks, you can have a little bit less amenities, a lower price point requires a little bit more effort on your part. The private parks make it up for with better amenities, better services, easier access, and they usually tailor their experience to whoever you are, right? So if you're a family that's looking to do your first summer trip in an RV, you might want to look at places like the KOAs, the Jelly Stones, the family-oriented parks. One of the things that's been very um, nice about this industry overall, it has been its responsiveness to the needs of the consumer. So one of the good things about folks thinking about buying an RV right now is that the industry is ready for you now. That's the truth. I know the RV dealer that I worked at, they're doing video tours. So if you see RVs on their lot and you're interested in that specific RVs or two or three of them, they'll actually take you on a video tour. And then once you've decided, yeah, I want to come see it, then you come into a clean RV. And it's it's a neat, so it's neat to see the industry adapt from the campgrounds to the dealers to just the whole industry. And it's, right. you're right, it's just perfect. We're full-time RVers, meaning we sold everything we own. We bought an RV and we traveled the country it's not a small rv we have 500 square feet it's it's a gigantic space it's a, it's a nice apartment on wheels that we tow around <laughs> every once in a while we've been in this lifestyle and that was why we built campground views is because we felt like the information was so bad and a video would show it so we currently have 3,000 parks on video that you can see a video of the park we have another 300 that have a 360 video so you can look around and actually see the sites and then we have another 35,000 photographs so to that point it's nice to see the industry start to catch up with where we've been trying to push them the whole way now they're actually coming on willingly and getting videos and photos and all that type of stuff because it helps all of us as consumers make a better decision 
you know what you want when you see it. Now they're going to finally show you what you're going to get. And, and to your point about the dealers, uh, Marcus Lemonis just announced that they're doing a virtual RV show in September. And I, I actually, I mean, whatever your opinion is of Camping World, that's a big, big thing when that national brand is doing this. I think they can fundamentally change the way people begin their RVing experience by going virtual. And on the industry side, if we follow suit, we can do the same thing and create this really good experience for folks to go camping and grow our industry as a whole. The internet has been a big factor in making this whole industry more accessible, more enjoyable in so many ways. So it's a good thing. And you're a part of that with Campground Views. Oh, hey, <laughs> we try. You try to build something that you'll like, and then hopefully other people like it, and you go from there. I think that's the way any good business is built, right? Yeah, I know Peggy and I certainly use it. Right. I appreciate that. Well, Mark, thank you very much. It's a great tip, and uh, always a pleasure to see you, and we hope to cross paths out out there on the road at some point. Sounds good. Safe travels out there. Likewise. Thank you. We are thrilled to have back on the podcast our good friend Robert Morales, a.k.a. Traveling Robert, and he travels with over 100,000 people every week. Doesn't that get crowded in the RV? Well, and and it's a brand new Winnebago (laughs) RV. That's right. On his YouTube channel. So, Robert, welcome. Thank you for joining Luckily, us. It's a, it's a virtual uh, crowd, right? <laughs> and, uh, by the way, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, uh, uh, Tony and Peggy. And it's so, so great to be able to, to talk to you guys again. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. You finally are getting that new Winnebago out on the road that you have. Finally, finally, for the past two weekends, uh, we've been uh, going out, you know, <laughs> you know, nearby in, so- in Southern Florida getting the hang of it again terrific so yeah uh, you have some a tip for people on their very first rv journey well yes this is this is something this is a mistake i made at the beginning because i, I was more used to you know other types of traveling which you have to plan a lot and when you have the rv you you realize after a while that you don't really have to make every single reservation and and plan everything to the minute because first of all, if the GPS says three hours, it's going to take five. <laughs> so you end up rushing from place to place. I mean, if you're going to go to Disney World or a place like that, yeah, by all means, make the reservation. But if you're planning a road trip, let's say from, from Florida to Tennessee, you know, just maybe plan like the key points, but leave, leave some, something to chance. You know, especially in weekdays, you're going to find some place to stay last minute pretty much 99% of the time. That's one of the beautiful things about having an RV is it's always there. It's you already have your bathroom, you have your kitchen, yeah. you have your bed. So it's really all about seeing where you want to see. And if that place is full, go on to the, go next, to the yeah. next place. Worst case scenario, by 6 p.m. you haven't found anything. There's always a Cracker Barrel or a Walmart or, or, <laughs> or a Cabela's where you can spend the night, you know. That or Boondockers Welcome or Harvest Hosts or there's there's so many exactly. options. Yeah, that's another of the good things about having an RV. So that's a super tip, Robert. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, you're welcome. And where's the best place for folks to find you? Traveling Robert on YouTube and pretty much everywhere else. Just search for Traveling Robert. Sounds good. We we enjoy your videos and encourage other people to do so as well. So yep. thank you. No, thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, we'll see you in Quartzsite then, if not before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right, Robert. All right, Robert. All right. Thank you Have very much. Have Take a good care. night. Bye. Bye. Wow. Yeah, right? There's some <laughs> great advice there. Great advice from some fantastic, wonderful people who know what they are talking about. We did have a friend of ours that wasn't able, we weren't able to hook up together for a call or a video. So 
Tony, why don't you tell us what Adam said? So this is Adam Douglas. As you may know, we run the Rockwood Mini Light Fan Club on Facebook. And there's almost 5,000 people there. And Adam is the go-to guy for a lot of information. So he had some advice for first-time RVing regarding your water heater. Notice I didn't say hot water heater. (laughs) Fill the water heater at the water station. So your water heater is going to have typically six gallons of water in it. And a lot of times people will fill their freshwater tank. And then when they get to the campsite, if you're in one of those sites that doesn't have full hookups, they fill their freshwater tank and then they turn on the pump when they get to the campsite. And it's taking six gallons of your water away to fill that. So his idea is to fill that water heater while you're at wherever you're getting the water in one of those sites. He says, start filling the fresh tank. And then once it's starting to get full, turn on your water pump, open the hot faucet on your kitchen, which is now it's the water pump is going to start feeding your water heater. And of course, it's going to come out the kitchen faucet and it's going to be spitting water. So you're going to get that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're watching the video, you're probably going to have to clean the inside of your screen right now. (laughs) Anyway, so keep running the pump until your hot water faucet in your kitchen stops spurting and spitting. Then turn it off and turn off your pump and keep filling your fresh water tank. And that way you'll have used wherever your water source is to fill your water heater rather than draining six gallons out of your water tank that's really a good so tip. you'll be carrying around six extra gallons of water and yeah. you won't run out of water quite as quickly correct and that's the cool tip i never thought of that yeah so see we have all kinds of great tips today one of the good advice things that we've come across in this is to rent an rv first that's right and that is a great idea especially if you haven't camped or you haven't camped much in your life you aren't really maybe sure exactly what you want so maybe you think you want i don't know a fifth wheel and then you rent one and you go oh i really hate towing a fifth wheel i'd rather have a motorhome renting an rv renting maybe several different kinds of rvs for different situations is going to help you really make sure that you know what it is that you want one of the things that we've found especially when i was selling rvs people would have let's say teens And they're like, oh, I got to have a bunkhouse to bring my kids with me. Well, the kids may not even want to go with you. Or they might want to be outside in a tent. So if you rented a bunkhouse model and discovered this isn't working for us. Teenagers don't even fit in the bunk. Right? (laughs) Then you have saved a lot of money. Because we did have people who would buy an RV and six months later say, what's this worth? And it's thousands of dollars of depreciation the minute you drive off the lot. So it's great to rent an RV before you buy. And that way you know what you like, the features you like. Try out different ones. So RV Share, the point of all this is that (laughs) one of our sponsors, RV Share, has a great deal on our discounts and deals page. And so you can rent an RV or let's say you have one that sits around more than you'd like. You can rent it to other people and there's some great insurance there and uh, make some money. Make some money and help somebody decide if they want that kind of RV. Yeah. So everybody wins. I love when everybody wins. <laughs> winner, winner. Winner, winner. Everybody's everybody's a winner. 
Well, did you get some great tips this week? Did you get too many? Oh, there's no such no thing. No such thing. <laughs> yeah. You can listen again. <laughs> Hopefully you're not overloaded, but we really wanted to give you great information for getting started from the people who are out there and really know what they're talking about. Yeah. And we're really fortunate in that we have some great friends in this industry who really know what they're talking about and are willing to share. So we'd like to thank all of them Absolutely. for joining us this week yes. on the Stressless Camping Podcast. So our hearts and thanks go out to all of the people who contributed this week. And that's John DiPietro, Kathy and John Huggins, Janine Pettit. Yeah, the girl camper. Marianne Edwards from Boondockers Welcome. Yeah, another great service and a wonderful lady who started it. Mark Kep from Campground Views, another super terrific service where you can see where you're going before you get there and lastly our good friend traveling robert 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 morales (laughs) who said he's going to be in quartzite again this year that's right and and that's where we're going to be as well so let's all hang out in quartzite everybody yeah if you're going to quartzite hit us up over on our facebook group we may organize a shindig of some sort that'd be fun yeah i love shindigs (laughs) (laughs) well Did you get something you can use? Did you get something shareworthy? Did you think of something that none of our guests thought to say? Ooh, that's a good one. You can join us on our Facebook group over on Facebook, of course. (laughs) Uh, We've got a bunch of really nice people over there who are very polite and we make sure that everybody stays, you know, campfire friendly. That's right. Join us on our Facebook group. Which is Stressless Camping Podcast. Of course, you can find all of that by going to our campfire on the internet, stresslesscamping.com. Thank you again for joining us. We sure appreciate your being here. We appreciate your telling your friends and hopefully we've delivered a lot of value to you again this week. And so with that being said, thank you for joining us and happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!